and we were both born in Bensdale, Victoria. Um, we're actually born six months apart in the same hospital. Our parents um, both attended the local Adventist church, so you can say we sort of grew up knowing each other, but we hung around in the same church, but we didn't really mix or anything. I, um, I live on a dairy farm, so um, we used to get up early, milk the cows, then get to church just as it started, and then as soon as it finished, we had to go. So we didn't actually socialise many, with many people at church. Um, I'm the oldest of four children, and Matthew is an only child. Lucky him. <laughs> we are blessed with um, two children, and um, as you can guess, because we, we lived in the same town we were born in, we could have stayed in Ben style forever. It's, we all had a very comfortable position there. Um, all our family and friends are in Bensdale. In fact, my, our families are still in Bensdale. So for us to even contemplate moving away from the town, it was a pretty big thing for us. Um, we were very involved in our local church, especially with um, the teen youth. And um, I was church clerk there and Matthew was elder, um, deacon elder there. And, but two years ago, we, um, we always go to summer camp in Victoria, so we help out with Vic Youth and we go there for two weeks every year um, to Camp Haukwa and we help out with the junior teen camps there. And it was one of those times about two years ago, um, the manager of the place came to us while we are at camp and said, oh, have you ever thought about managing or coming and assisting managing a place like Haukwa? And we go, oh, we had thought about it a long time ago but we put it out of our heads because like, we were comfortable in Bensdale. And he said, well, think about it because there's a position coming up within the next six months. So um, we thought about it and we really liked the idea of, it wasn't too far from Bensdale, so we can always come home every two weeks kind of thing. It was only a four hour drive. Um, so it wasn't gonna be too much of a big difference for us if we moved to that place. So we waited six months and um, we, we knew the position was going to be advertised in the records, um, but it had no advertisement. Um, 12 months went past, um, still nothing. And it was 18 months and finally the advertisement was in the record. And um, so we eagerly applied and we, we were sure the job was ours. Like we knew we were going to be moving to Haukla and um, so we, yeah, um, about a week after the the date closed, I was, for some reason, I was on the computer and I was on the Adventist um, job site. And um, I saw this job advertised for somewhere in Queensland for a property manager of a school. And um, my kids happened to be with me on the computer at the time. And they saw the job and decided that dad should apply for it because our lizards, we have pet blue tongue lizards, would love to live in Queensland where it's nice and warm. Yeah. Um, during that time, I was actually probably in a very dark place myself. I was um, suffering from a bit of depression. Um, nothing seemed right for me, like um, about nine months before that happened. Like nothing had changed, but I just wasn't happy with the way things were going. Um, actually, in May, prior to the job being advertised, I... Um, I wasn't comfortable with going to our local church anymore, like some place that I grew up and I knew everyone, I just didn't want to go to church anymore. Um, so 
Matthew would take us two and a half hours. We'll travel every Sabbath morning down to um, Heritage College Church. Um, Matthew's aunt was a chaplain down at that school and they had just started a church very similar to Refresh down there. And so we would go down to, and attend that church for a while. Um, we, um, we're still in touch with our local church um, in Bensdale and we had our local minister for tea one night and we're talking about you know what was happening in our lives and I remember we were sitting around and we were praying and I can remember this voice saying to me go I didn't know where we we're going I just knew that we were not going to be in Bensdale for much longer in fact two days later I was taking my kids to school and I actually told them by December we will not be living in Bensdale anymore I was so sure that God had told us we're moving from Bensdale, but I thought it was somewhere else in Victoria. I was actually praying that it would be somewhere closer to the church we were actually attending. Um, and so that's where Matthew's going to take over from there now. Just to give you a little bit more history on um, uh, where I was at the time, I'd been in business with a, a, mate, a mate from the church, and we'd been in business for about 17 years at the time. Um, we had a shop front and we did a lot of service work, um, you know, communications type stuff. We, it had been a really good business, it supported both of our families for, for all that time, but we could see change. We knew something was happening, um, just the way that the, the financial situation was in the world and in our area at the time, we, we could see that we, either, we had to make a change of some sort. We either take on more stuff in the shop and make it more viable or maybe shut the shop and just concentrate on service work and operate from vehicles or, you know, maybe even one of us leave. We didn't really know what, what was going on. Um, we sort of left it to God and not much happened for a while. Um, until one afternoon when I came home and Michelle was sitting at the computer and she said, here, have a look at this job I've just found. And I've read through this very brief two or three line description of this job that was here at North Pine. And I took one look at Michelle and said, no, nah, I, no, you know, I just don't want to work in a school. I've got no interest in that job at all. And so Michelle said, nah, can I get the job description anyway? Like, I'll email the school and, and see what it is. I'm, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'm not interested, but you go for it. That's fine. <laughs> the next night I came home, and I think Michelle had been home about five minutes before me, and she was sitting there reading the full job description. There was you know, a couple of pages of information. And... She, she said, come over here and read this. So I've, I've sat down for a few minutes and I've read this whole description and I've looked at there and I've gone, that seals it. I definitely don't want to go. <laughs> there was just things in that that just no interest. And I, I, in my mind, I thought, I've got no idea how to do half of the stuff that they want. Like, it's just not on. Don't want to know about it. It was probably, we reckon we found that maybe as the job was first put on and advertised, and it was probably two or three weeks later. Um, I was at work and I was, I was working in a, a customer's vehicle. I was sitting in the driver's seat of the vehicle and I'm, I'm working on the radio that was in the middle of the car. And I'm sort of leaning over the steering wheel and I've got half the dash apart in the car and there's this voice and it's over there. And it says, put an application in for that job in Queensland. And I sort of thought, whoa, and I looked over my shoulder and there was no one there and I got out of the car and looked around to see who was there but there was absolutely no one around. And uh, I'm sort of like, mm. and I knew exactly what it was talking about. <laughs> and then I spent the next probably 10 to 15 minutes being very unproductive as I was telling 
God or myself or somebody why I wasn't doing this. Like I, I just didn't want to know about it, and I, you know, I gave all these reasons. Um, you know, too far from home and don't know the job and don't want to know about it. Anyway, that settled down. Um, about an hour later, my business partner came out, and we don't keep secrets from each other. We we all talked about all these different ideas, and he knew the things that we'd found, and he'd found things as well. And out of the blue, like we talked about this two or three weeks before, and he steps out the door of the shop and he says to me, did you put an application in for that job at Queensland? And I sort of like had this shock look, and I'm like, uh, no. And of course, I'd already practised everything as to why I couldn't do it, so I gave him a mouthful of why I couldn't do it. <laughs> and then he saw a bit of a shock look on his face and said, okay, and went back inside. About an hour later again, um, I don't know, it was God. God said to me over my shoulder, and it was more definite this time. He said, put an application in for that job at Queensland. And I didn't even have to look over my shoulder. I knew there was no one there. And I started to tell him again why I wasn't going to do it. And, um, and then it got the better of me. I'm like, mm, okay. So I rang my wife. And it, Neil was talking about it was about a year ago. It was exactly these holidays. Um, it was during the holidays. Michelle was home. She's a teacher. Um, I rang Michelle and I said, are you busy? And she goes, yeah, I've got to do this, this and this. And I'm trying to get the kids to go there. And she goes, what do you want? And I said, can you put an application in for that job at Queensland for me? And she goes, what? And I said, I'll talk to you later. Can you just do something? It was actually the closing day. So I had to have the application in by 5 o'clock that night. And by this stage, it was 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So we're lucky that the job Matthew applied for up at Howqua, it was so similar to this job that all I had to do was cut and paste <laughs> to put an application in for here. So I finally got the application in about 3 o'clock in the afternoon and it closed at 5. That's how close it was. Once Michelle had done that, and I'd spoken to Michelle, I just put it out of my head, I just, yeah, whatever. The next day I was at work, and I think it was oh, probably late morning, I get a phone call, and it's um, somebody from the school here, and they're saying, we want to interview you. And I'm thinking, really? How are they going to do this? <laughs> As in, I'm in Victoria, and they're up here. And they said, we'll do a Skype interview. I'm like, okay, I can do that. So... We organised a Skype interview for the Friday, I think it was. Yes, Friday morning. So I've yeah, gone home and told Michelle about that. and Yep, no worries. And then I'm thinking about it that night and I'm thinking, Neil shifted up here somewhere. I wonder if he knows anything about the school. So I tried to ring Neil and, of course, he was on holidays, I think, at the time. Is that right? Yeah, he was on holidays. Um, hadn't looked at his phone, didn't get the message. So the next day on the Wednesday, I thought after work, I really should see if I can find some information about this school on the net. So I jumped on the net and I found the school's website. And going through the website, I found Neil's name as he works here and I thought, I've got to talk to Neil. So I tried ringing him again and again, no answer. Thursday night, and I think it was about tea time, Neil actually called me, he found the message on his phone and he called me and he goes, what's going on? And I explained a, a quick bit about what was going on. He goes, oh, look, it's great. He goes, you'll love it. It's, it's you. The job is you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Because I still wasn't really interested in this thing. And he goes, I'll ring him up and I'll put in a good word for you. I'm like, no, no, don't do that. That's all right. Just settle. That's all right. The next morning, on Friday morning, we did this, uh, this interview. Of course, I'm not interested in the thing. I didn't want to know about it. 
Um, this time of the year down there, it's like freezing cold. I've got a scruffy old work jumper on. I hadn't shaved. I had a beanie in my hand ready to go to work. Um, up on the computer pops the principal here and, um, uh, and Janelle as well. And we have this conversation and we talk for about 40 minutes, I suppose. Um, they asked me a heap of questions and I just I answered them truthfully because at this stage I'm thinking God's giving me practice at, a, in, at an interview as in, you know, for this other job in Victoria. I thought, this is it, we'll just do practice. Because yeah, Matthew has never been to a job interview in his life. So, yeah, I thought it was just practice for the next one, that we'll, the job that we're really going for. Towards the end of the interview, I, two things happened that I thought, this, you know, I'm right, I'm, I'm saved, it's not going to be me. Um, one, they said, we've interviewed, I think it was about 10 or 12 people or something like that, and they said, you're the only person that's not local. And straight away I'm thinking, that's it, you know, they'll get someone local, it's all over. And then something else they said, how quick could you be here if we said we wanted you for the job? And straight away I'm thinking, if I give them a long time, then they're not going to be interested in me. So I'm thinking, they're probably going to want four weeks. I'll say ten. So I did, I told them ten weeks, and they're like, yep, no worries. <laughs> we get off the, off the computer, I get off to work, didn't think any more of it. I thought, yep, it's all over. In time, as to where we are this year, that would have happened yesterday. So it was the last day of the holidays. Um, so this coming Monday, like th that's where we are. This is exactly a year ago. On the Monday, not the Monday, the Tuesday, second day of the school, um, the kids were back at school. My business partner, Rob, his phone rings. And like I said, we don't have secrets. We, we know what each other's doing. You know, everything happens in the business. He answered his phone, he starts talking, then he walked outside and I thought, that's a bit strange. And then it went for about five or ten minutes and he came back in and he said, you're going to get a phone call in a minute. And I thought, oh yeah, and that's, you know, we started to talk about it, or we didn't actually, about then someone walked in the front door of the shop, so we started serving the customers. And then my phone rings and I'm looking at it and it's like a, a Brisbane phone number. I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> so... I get this call from Graham, it was Graham directly, and he says, Great, uh, jump on a plane, we'll pay for it, come up and we'll do an interview. And I'm like, uh, um, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, we want you up here the early the following week. So then, yeah, okay, righto, whatever. I get off the phone, um, I'm talking to Rob, my business partner, he said, straight away he goes, if you're gonna get this serious with it, you need to take Michelle with you to Queensland. And I'm like, I don't wanna get this serious. Um, anyway, conversations went backwards and forwards. I ended up ringing Michelle. Um, in the school she's in, or she was in, if she wanted to have time off work or if she was sick, the principal didn't do anything. She had to organise someone to replace her. Yeah, a bit crazy. Um, so, we, we've talked about this, and I, I said to Michelle, do you want to come? Can you organise the time off for early next week? She says, yep, I'll ring Denise who's a, a friend from church as well. She's a retired school teacher. So Michelle rings Denise, and it was always a bit touch and go as to whether she would do it. it you know, she sort of liked teaching, but didn't want to teach anymore, if you know what I mean. Um, she, straight away, she said, yeah, I'll do it. And then um, uh, Michelle rings me back, and we organise it from there. It's all good. Now, Denise... I work with Robert, right? He was my business partner. His wife, Carol, 
Um, she works in the shop with us. She did all our bookwork stuff. It was her sister was Denise. Okay, so there's a bit of a family connection going on there. Um, and straight away she said, that's a really strange answer from Denise because just this morning I was at her place and this morning and the last few weeks she's been saying, I'll never teach again. I never want to step into a classroom again. And so she said, I'm going to ring Denise and find out what's going on. So she rings Denise and Denise explains to her, after she was, after Carol had visited Denise that morning, that she'd come to the conclusion that God's been trying to give her work to get money because she's been looking for money to help her kids through uni. So she's come to the conclusion that God's been trying to give her emergency work, but she was never taking it. So she made a deal with God that morning. She goes, I don't care who rings up, the next person that I won't even question it, I'll just say yes and do it. So that was a little bit amazing for us that Denise had changed just like that. I'm just trying to work it around up to. Yeah, okay, we organised that. Graham said, yeah, no worries, bring your wife up. We were paying for Michelle. Um, he was paying for me. And then I'm still not real comfortable with all this. And so that evening at, at home, um, I, yeah, I tried to ring the um, Victorian conference secretary who had been our pastor before. His name's Darren Croft. Um, and I, I was just trying to find out what was happening with this job at Howcourt because it had been weeks and we'd heard nothing and like the it had all closed and you know you normally hear something fairly quick but there was just nothing and I rang him to find out what was going on and he said look I'm away from the office at the moment but and like this is Tuesday he said I'll be back in the office Thursday if I don't call you Thursday I'll call you Friday and if anybody even know Darren he's the sort of person that if he says he's going to do something that happens like you, you don't doubt that what he says will happen so from then on Michelle and I were praying that if we hear from anybody at all about this job at Hauqua from the conference level, then we know Queensland's not where we're going. Like this, this Hauqua things, that's where we're going. And we put a deadline on it of eight o'clock on the Tuesday night. Now we were going to be up here on the Tuesday night, so we figured we've got plenty of time for Darren to ring us back. Like it gives three or four days more than what he said he was going to do. So we're like, for sure, this is going to fix it. For me anyway, it was going to fix it. Can anyone think of a Bible story at the moment that I might have been feeling like? A character from the Bible? As in God saying, go there, but I want to go there? Okay, so a week later, um, and I'm still arguing with God this whole time. A week later, Monday, straight after school, I pick up Michelle, we drive the three hours to Melbourne. We jump on a plane, we fly to Brisbane, we jump in a car, and we drive out to... Neil's place, I chatted to Neil and he said, yeah, come and stay with us, that's fine, we've got some luxury accommodation for you. We, um, we arrived at Neil's place very late, like 11, 12 o'clock, something like that. So we, we head out to his um, two-wheeled accommodation, his caravan, and um, fell asleep fairly quick and easy. Actually, I'll go back a step. On the plane, on the way up, as we're flying up, I had a, a book or a magazine or something, and I got that wound up and that frustrated with God as to why I was here and why I was doing what I was doing. Um, that I just, it was just getting to me. And in the end, I was just like, I can't do this. So I had this quick, simple little prayer to God. And I said, if this is where I'm going, no, what do I say? I'm not happy with this. Either take it away from me or make me happy with it. And, you know, that cleared me a bit and I was able to concentrate a bit more and you know 
read a bit more and didn't think any more about it. Um, yeah, up to Neil's place, fell asleep easy. Put your hand up if you like. If, if you've ever woken up somewhere and it's not your normal bed and you think, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wake up the next morning, I'm looking up at canvas and I thought, where am I? What am I doing? And then it all hit me and I'm like, oh no. And then I started getting wound up again. And the second time I did that same little prayer, I said, God, either take this away or make me happy with it because if I'm not going to be happy with it, I'm going home. <laughs> I just don't want to know about it. Yeah, we arrived at the school. Um, we got toured around the school. We got, uh, the principal was busy at the time. Uh, yeah, we got a fair old tour, a fair old look around the school and they said to us, um, go away somewhere, have lunch and then come back and then we'll have a meeting with the principal. So they sent us off down to the little Lilybrook shopping centre down here and we're sitting there having whatever we had for lunch and Michelle says to me, what are you going to say if they say we want you for the job? And by the, you know, I'm still saying I don't want to go, like I don't want to know about it. And I said to Michelle, what we'll tell them is we will go away and think about it and pray about it and we'll give them an answer the next day because we're staying at Neil's again that night. And she's like, yep, that's fair enough, that's a good answer. So we go back to the school, um, we sit in reception for five minutes. Um, we go into Graham's office, the principal's office, and within maybe four or five minutes, I've said yes to having the job and we've organised a date for me to start. <laughs> um, Michelle's sort of looking at me with this shock look on her face and I'm just like, yep, it's fine, it's not a problem. Um, looking back, I don't know whether it was when I was sitting in reception or whether I've walked in the door of Graham's office, but God changed me. He changed my heart. He made me happy with it there and then. Um, yeah, it's just a bit incredible for me and obviously a bit incredible for Michelle. That was the night we were to hear something from, the, from anybody that we were praying to hear from somebody by 8 o'clock from the conference. And that was Tuesday night, yeah. Haven't finished Tuesday yet. So, yeah, like, and by the time 8 o'clock came around, we hadn't heard anything. We thought, oh, well, this is obviously what it's meant to be. Um, back to Neil's place that night, uh, and the, the guys at the school said, come back tomorrow on Wednesday, and there's a, an organised school tour for, for new parents. Come and do the school tour. So we did. Um, we had to drive around and look around, sort of looking for areas where we might stay and live and whatever. We jumped on a plane, we're heading home, it was a fairly late trip, and I got on the phone, I probably didn't do the right, uh, sorry, I got on the plane, and I didn't do the right thing with my phone, all I did was switch it to silent mode. I didn't actually turn it off like you meant to. And it was about one or two minutes to eight o'clock, and my phone starts ringing in my pocket, and I reckon we're over Sydney somewhere, like it's just, and so I'm like, there's no one looking. I sort of pull the phone out of my pocket and I can see it's Darren Croft. It's the guy from the, the Victorian Conference. And I'm like, well, I can't answer this now. Anyway, it took us a couple of days to get back in touch with each other. But Darren was, when he rang, or when we finally got talking to each other, he was like, he was stammering, which is very unusual for him. And he's like, I'm, I'm apologising because I didn't ring back when I said I would. And it was very unlike him to do that. And I said... I know why, like God's, God's answered our prayer in one way or another and I quickly explained to him a couple of things that had happened and um, he, he sort of said, mm, I can see now why I couldn't ring you 
And he said, I can count on my hand three, maybe four times where I've actually had your number on my phone ready to call you and something happened, I'd put my phone down and I'd walk away from it and I'd forget about it. And so, yeah, between the two of us, we realised God was at work there as well. Um, on the Thursday, after we got home again, Michelle had to find someone to replace her. Um, again, the principal wasn't going to do it. If you're going to leave, you've got to find someone to replace you. So, straight away, Michelle rings Denise back, um, hoping that she'll take over her class for the last term of year. Now, Denise and her husband, they're both retired teachers, had said they knew why we'd gone, they knew why we'd come up here. Not many people did. Um, and her husband had said to her, if they take this job, they're probably going to ring you and ask you to take the job for the, you know, the last term or however long it is. And he said to her, you really can't do it because we've got this and this and they were running an op shop at the church and they were, had a, uh, a trip to Europe planned for the, uh, from sort of mid-November onwards and they just said it's not going to work. And she goes, yeah, okay, that's fine. So Michelle rings her up and straight away Denise says, no, we can't do it because of all these reasons. Denise hangs the phone up. She walks into the other room of the house where her husband was and she goes, that was Michelle. And, you know, I did what you said and we said, um, no, I can't do it. And he goes, I've been thinking about that. If we shift our flights... Um, and we could really do with the money, you better ring it back and say we can do that. So that for us was another sign that God really had his hand in what was going on. So yeah, Denise rings Michelle back and, and says, yeah, yeah, we'll take your job and actually team taught in that, that class for um, the last term of the year. Yeah, one other thing, our house, we, we've got a mortgage on a house down there in Victoria. We, um, a few weeks before this happened, Michelle was very friendly with a, um, a parent of a student at her school. Um, she's got a medical condition where she can't drive, um, her and her husband and one daughter. They actually said to Michelle a few weeks before all this happened that if you ever decide to shift out of your house, we want to rent it. And ag again, that's just something else that we thought that's crazy. And it worked out really good for them because um, our house was like half a block away from the local secondary school. Where they were currently living at the time, their daughter would have to walk to school. Um, it's about four or five k's. She would have to cross the Prince's Highway where there's no crossings. Um, yeah, so it was just, again, it was another sign for us that God had his hand in it and it was just, yeah, no way we could have done it without him or without all these things happening. All these things happening, you, you couldn't put these things in place yourself. It was just something beyond, way beyond our control. Simo, do you reckon you could chuck up a verse for us? During this whole thing, um, I had a couple of verses that I found or I um, were favourites of mine. This is one of my favourites. Um, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Um, not something I'm always good at, but something I, I try to do and it's, it's yeah, something that sort of kept me going. Can we have the second one now, mate? I'm a bit of a car person, so this sort of, um, I kind of put cars where chariots should be. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Um, that's something that, that really brought close to me while all this was going on. The more I saw of what God was doing in our lives and around us um, to make things happen. Um, yeah, and the last one, if you can, mate. 
Yeah, it's the second part of this one. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. Um, he will never let you be pushed past your limit. And at one stage, I was feeling very pushed past my limit. And he'll always be there to help, um, help you to come through it. Um, simple verses, I know, but they're, they're the things that really got me through where we, to where we are now. Um, looking back over the last 12 months, um, it's been an awesome experience. I've learnt so much that I thought I couldn't learn, that I thought I didn't know about, that I didn't want to know about. Um, yeah, it's just, it's been awesome to see the way God works. It's been awesome to see the way God is here in this school and um, is leading what's going on in this church as well. And it was probably God's guidance in our life hasn't stopped there. Um, while I was back in Victoria packing up the house, Matthew's job was to find us a house up here in, Vic in Queensland. And he applied for so many houses and it, we just, he wasn't getting anywhere. And I actually, when I, I was talking to my students back at school and I said, you know, God's got a sense of humour. I bet you, as we're travelling up to Queensland, that's when he'll give us a house. And it was um, about a week until the school holidays, so just over a week before we left. And um, Matthew finally was told that he had an option on one house. And he had to, by four o'clock that afternoon, he had to say whether or not he would take it. And he was umming and ahhing about it because he wasn't too happy with the house, but it was a, it was a house. And by four o'clock that afternoon, he had another house that he had an option on. So it's, it's funny how God really blesses you and answers your prayers. And so... Um, by that end of that day, we had a house, so that was good. Um, so that was an answer to prayer. But it's even continued to now because um, we're in a place where the house that we're actually living in is on the market again. So we're going, oh, God's got another plan in, in place for us. We're just waiting day to day, praying that he'll show us the way through that. So we're looking to move. We have no idea where, but we know it's going to happen a week before big camp because that's when our lease runs out great time for it to happen but um yeah we're just still praying and keeping close to god with that as well i guess we want to say thank you for listening to our story and to why we are here in queensland um i see neil sneaking down the stairs what did you want to say neil i was going to close with a prayer but it looks like neil's coming to do that for us Uh, thanks, thanks very much. I guess it's pretty exciting just to hear people's stories. And, 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 you know, we all, maybe not all, I don't know, depends where you are in your, in your walk with God, but quite often we all have stories of some kind where we see God at work and, and some are more drastic or, or more obvious than others. Um, but I think if we look hard enough, we do have them. And, and it's, I think it's a great thing to remember those stories too because there's some times where we feel, where is God? Uh, and, you know, where is God when something's going wrong and you're like, oh, you know, and in the middle of it, it's, it's all seems, you know, when you hear your stories, Matt and Michelle, you think, oh, yeah, it's all worked out. But when you're in the middle of it, you're like, oh, man, you know, like, hang on, what's going on? You know, it's hindsight's looking back, it's not too bad, but when you're in the middle of that stuff, it can be very frustrating, it can be very hard. Um, and I guess at Refresh, uh, one of our, well, our, our, our vision is, you know, growing followers of, of Jesus. And when we talk about growing, we think, well, what are we growing? And we're growing in faith, and that's that's the growing part. And and the more we grow, um, you know, we're not growing taller, or we're not, you know, whatever. We're growing in faith, and these sort of experiences, when we experience them ourselves, grows our faith. But I think also when we hear other people's stories, it's also, 
wow, that's cool, you know, that's great. And it, and it grows our faith when we can share our stories with each other. Um, so thank you very much, Matt and Michelle, for sharing. Um, yeah, well, let's pray together, seems you. Palm that off to me. All right. Heavenly Father, just want to say thank you for uh, the way that you've led in Matt and Michelle's life. And, and clearly, not, there's no accident in, in what uh, you had planned and the path that they took. And sometimes we all do this. We all can be pretty reluctant to follow you. And it can be really pretty tough to take those steps in faith and to, and to s- follow where you are leading. Um, but ultimately, when we're able to do that, uh, that's when we grow. And so thank you sometimes, I guess, for putting us through some tough times uh, that we might be able to, to be closer to you because of it and to, to be more effective for you because of that. Uh, and so just, yeah, everyone that's in this room here today and all our other Refresh uh, people, um, Lord, just take care of us and may we be prepared to take those steps when, when we see you leading and may we not just sort of shrink back and think, no, no, I'm comfortable where we are, but may we step out in faith and may we see you at work and, and acknowledge that and recognise that when that happens. Thanks, Lord. Amen.